if you want to lose weight, you're going to have to go through a process where it's going to be a little bit hard and restrictive at some points. What are the steps that I need to take to, in order to make this happen? The higher standards you set for yourself, the better your life's going to be. Plus size is becoming acceptable. It is, but it isn't. The majority of those people, though, are carrying too much body fat. So if you're in a position you're looking to enjoy Christmas, New Year, and you don't want to get hugely obese and out of weight and feel guilty come January 1st, Today, we're going to have a discussion with Dan, who's our head coach at CJ Coaching, in terms of what you should do, what you shouldn't do, and really what your mindset should be going into um, Christmas, New Year, festive period. The first thing I'm going to say, Dan, and this is a big perspective, I think, is the big problem people get, and we're actually recording this since Thanksgiving today, I believe. Um, the big problem I see people get is they don't understand that you can enjoy celebrations like Christmas, New Year, Thanksgiving. The problem that people get into, they treat every Saturday and Sunday like it's a special occasion. And that's when yeah. you're in up shit's creek. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I've actually been having lots of conversations recently with clients about how to manage, you know, we, we, we coach a lot of American clients, which is amazing, and how to handle Thanksgiving and sort of the festive period. And yet yeah, coming to the understanding that it's, it's just one day um, and it shouldn't be any different to kind of your normal day within regards to what your goals and progress are. I mean, for example, if it, if it comes down to, I keep saying this a lot recently, it isn't the food that is the problem, it's the amount of food. And I feel like we live in a society where it's like an over-the-top mentality where it's like, fuck it, let's just eat as much as we can. Um, and this is where the big problem is, is the overindulgent too often. 100%. I, I know you've probably heard me say this before, but one of the big things is I like the one plate rule. It's even like... If I go yeah. to like hotels and I have like a buffet breakfast, like if I can yeah. get it on the plate, it's good. It's when you yeah. go back for the second and the third one is you shoot yourself in the foot. And that, that's a, you know, a slippery slope. Is, people could look at that as a, as a bad problem. They'd be like, yeah, but you could, you could fill that plate up with so much junk. Yet I'm like, how much damage can be really done with one plate versus three, four or five? So that's what we, it's damage limitation at that point. And it's being sensible to understand that, yeah, you could be eating more food, However, it's just one plate. We're not doing three of those. Well, yeah, and it's um, personally another thing I find I've got a really bad habit of doing is if like, say if there's like a, a big plate of food put in front of me and I'm eating, I tend to keep picking at the plate, the big, yeah, yeah. like the sharing plates in front of me, like we'll keep going just because it's there. Well, that's what them sharing plates are for though, aren't they? They're, they're there to share and to sort of get you keep picking away. I almost want it, and I, th and I use this as a tactic if I've got clients that go out for something to eat, is that when they finish their meal, I ask them to get them to get it taken away as soon as possible. Because if it's sat in front of you, firstly, I've asked them to eat until they're 80% full. They've, they've sat there, they've left some food, get it taken away, and you've got less distractions. And, you know, that food is always going to be there. Thanksgiving is always going to be there. And so if you've got goals related right now, some sacrifice and some discipline right now is going to set you up for the future. 100%. I'd say one thing that people need to consider is that like one meal is not an issue, but if you turn December and the start of January into a three-week binge, that's when that becomes a problem because you yeah. can very easily undo three months of hard work, six months of hard work by going off the rails in a big fashion during that period. Easily, easily undo it. And, you know, we all know, like from, from personal experiences ourselves, how quickly we can put on weight 
and how difficult it is to lose it. It's ridiculous. Like it, it mind blows me sometimes how quickly, I, you know, I've recently been to Austin, Texas and um, I didn't hold back. Here's a prime example. I, I had whatever I wanted to have to eat. I probably gained a lot of weight. However, Jade, she went away with the mindset of she actually wants to lose weight. She still enjoyed everything but she had it within a different portion size and she came back and she'd lost two pounds. Who goes to Austin, Texas and loses two pounds? It can be done. Okay, so that's a good good uh, question. So what did she eat in as an example versus what you eat? You ate uh, the like amounts. a meal. Completely the amounts because- Yeah, yeah you but know, what, you was saw the, what was the amount different? I saw you have like pretzels, barbecue, loads of weird shit. So would she just have yeah, like, like a small portion of it? Of it? Yeah, so if we went and got a box of donuts, for example, she would probably have a bite of two or three of them and be happy. So she's probably had one donut in total versus my four or five. Now, there's two different goals there. I was going away to enjoy myself. Jade has a you know goal specific. Same as the barbecue restaurant. It's like, you know, I'm eating the sides and things like that. She's prioritizing the protein. So she's actually still getting the right protein in. Um, and it's just the amounts thing. So she enjoyed everything. She had burgers, she had, you know, the, the fries and things like that. It's all just portion control. And we didn't weigh anything. She didn't measure anything in her head. She was guesstimating what she was eating. She still had a great time and she lost body fat. I'd say, um, one of the things you mentioned there is a huge thing people should take away. And you mentioned protein. So like the first thing I always eat at meals is you should always eat the protein first because it's the most Ooh. filling. I also think it's like, it's like the highest value things, the most expensive things. So I eat that first and enjoy yeah, it. First. <laughs> and then ge generally, I leave like the vegetables and the other stuff to yep. afterwards because the protein is generally the, the fun thing, right? It's yep. like the steak, the chicken, the, the burger, whatever. So like always eat that first because it will tend to fill you up quicker than the other stuff necessarily like the carbohydrates and vegetables and yep. salads or whatever. I think that, that the protein – sorry, Carol. You go, you go. The protein is a, is a great one actually because um, whilst you know whilst Thanksgiving and Christmas and things like that, perhaps you could be not following your normal your normal plan. I always wake up in the morning if ever I'm travelling or around festive periods and just get some protein in straight away, like a protein shake. So I know that day for starters, I'm not going to get to the point where like I'm starving, hungry, and grab the shit food. I've actually already got that, that twenty. Slippery slope when that happens, though, right? When you don't eat exactly. anything. Exactly. And then you're like, I just want to have everything. Wake up first thing in the morning, have a protein shake, 20 to 40 grams of protein. I know that one, I've, I've hit a big chunk of it already, but also that's going to fill me up and it's going to stop me from doing too much damage. 100%. I think um, for me, I notice I tend to go off the rails if I don't eat for a long period and I'm really hungry and then there's junk food around and you just, you start and you're off, <sighs> like you're triggered and it's that sugar rush. You want more and more and more and more and more. And like you learn from the mistakes that like me and Dan have made, like once you've done that a few times and I've spoken before about how I gained five kilos in one day over Christmas, maybe three, four years ago, I, I gained five kilos, but then this back end of that story is I actually lost all five kilos in about five days. Um, yeah. just cranked my cardio up, went back to my normal food and the body weight just dropped off. I felt horrendous the next day. Um, and like food guilt just felt like awful with myself. And I also think, this is a huge thing that um, I personally try and do now is I will try and eat to, for how I feel rather than not even how I look, but just so I don't feel shit and I can yeah. like think clearly. Whereas I notice if I eat a lot of junk food, I get a lot of mental like mind fog and I can't think very clearly. So when you start to align almost your health and the way you feel with food, you tend to make better decisions. 
And I think that's the biggest one is that as soon as you start to make change and you see the benefits from eating a better lifestyle, okay, it's a lifestyle approach, right? Nutrition is a lifestyle approach. And as soon as you start to put the right things in the body to give you a feeling, okay, it's not for emotion. It's, we're not eating for emotion, okay? We're, we're eating for fuel and for a feeling to feel good and healthy. That becomes a different different game changer. You know, this year I've been diagnosed with Crohn's disease. I ever more so need to worry about what I eat now. And, you know, besides medication that I am taking, the number one thing has actually got me to a kind of in remission, shall we say, a normal level is actually taking control of my nutrition consistently. Um, there's no secret, you know, although I'm, I'm head coach, I've got a massive sweet tooth. It can't happen no more because the effects of it is a little bit more serious to me now than gaining one or two pounds or one or two kilos. It's like this could seriously bugger me up for the rest of the month. So just being on track of it, you almost get a sense of, I get a sense of achievement that I've actually managed to do that and I feel well within myself. 100%. And it's, here's where a lot of people lack is confidence in life. And you get confidence when you stack wins and you hold true the promises you say to yourself. So if you say to like yourself tomorrow, I'm going to eat the food. Dan told me to eat the food. Charles told me I'm not going to eat like a retard. Then, um, and you actually do that. That's when you get confidence because you're stacking wins. Where yeah. you don't have confidence is when you don't stick to what you say you're going to do. And then you deep down know you failed in terms of the task of what you're trying to do. So um, example, you wake up tomorrow and you go and randomly eat like a load of chocolate bars because you just felt like it. Like your ability to control your emotions and how you think and feel is the most powerful thing. And I think that's what most people struggle with the most is their ability to do that. Yeah. It's being disciplined because, you know, there's often times where motivation will come and go, right? Motivation will be there one minute, it'll be gone the next. However, being disciplined is something that is needs practicing. You need to be practiced to be disciplined. But if you can't get at one with yourself and be disciplined to say yes or no, because ultimately, you know, as coaches, as mentors around the world, we guide you in the right direction. We are not there holding your hand. You are the one that's putting that fork in your mouth. You have total control over it. So being disciplined is is a habit that needs to be built. And it's it's difficult, but it definitely can be done. And you feel so good when you do it. Uh, and that's why I say to anyone who says they can't lose weight is telling themselves a fucking lie. Because yeah. the reality is you like this is why I love fitness because you have complete control. You control what you do in terms of how much you move. You control exactly what you eat every day. So the reality is we just have to look at calories in versus calories out on a basic level and that would define fat loss. So what we're trying to achieve here for most people to think about, if you want to lose weight, you're going to have to go through a process where it's going to be a little bit hard and restrictive at some points. But when you get the weight off, it's then actually easy to maintain and then you can have more flexibility. Now, the problem where I see most people get stuck, they're not willing to go through the period where they have to be a little bit more restrictive and tighter on their diet. Now, I'm not saying that you can't eat some of the foods you want to eat, but you just don't eat them every fucking day. So like, if you no. want to have one meal a week where you go to Cheesecake Factory and have what you want, that's not an issue. But if you would go to Cheesecake Factory and eat fucking three cheesecakes, and then during the week you're snacking on stuff as well, that causes a problem because it's math, calories add up and what people need to understand listening to this is you might be in a calorie deficit, so 500 calories over a, uh, every single day, which is cool. So that's going to work out that you're going to be in a calorie, de uh, a calorie deficit, so over the week of three and a half thousand. But if you eat an extra three and a half thousand on a Saturday eating junk food, 
zero sum game, you, you're going to be at the same balancing point and you won't lose weight. So that's where people really need to understand that process. I think there's so many people that are exactly in that same situation, Charlie, what you just explained there of they think they're doing enough. They think they're doing well, but they're easily undoing all of the hard work giving on a Friday, Saturday and Sunday by not being on track. And, you know, I, I agree with flexible dieting to a degree. However, I think if you've got a good amount of body fat to lose, being strict in yourself is going to build you more habits in the long run versus, oh, okay, it's okay to go out for and have cheesecake once a week because I can track it. I almost feel like you need to earn that right of discipline to say no to lots of things because ultimately you've got yourself in this situation and there's nothing wrong with it because it can be changed. But you've got yourself in this situation where you're unhappy by saying yes too many times. So as soon as you put no in front of it and you learn to accept that no is the final answer, not talking yourself around it, again, that's a sense of achievement within yourself that you've understood that you're what you're trying to do. 100%. I think what people don't understand, I think this is speaking to men specifically, you have to be selfish to be selfless. Now, what do I mean by that? Is if you're a father and you're out of shape, you're sh setting shitty standards for the rest of your family and who are going to mirror um, your habits, the way you look, the way you eat, the way you exercise, the way you act, your children. And you have to be selfish at points to then be understand that, yes, I shouldn't be eating junk food with my children because that's going to lead me to being out of shape and overweight, shortening my lifespan and also set them on a path for obesity and being in shit shape. And yeah. it's like failure breeds failure, success breeds success. If you're Absolutely. successful in that arena and you're in great shape and really practice a healthy lifestyle, your children will see that and mirror it because we, we learn everything from our parents because that's who we're around at young age. And the more people can understand that, they're actually fucking letting down their children by not looking after themselves properly. And I think that with the amount of clients we work with, listen, we've transformed thousands of lives. If you speak to anyone that's had a transformation, the biggest takeaway from their transformation is that they wish they'd done it sooner to become that role model sooner and to educate their children and their family sooner. That'll be the one thing they'll say. They'll be like, time was a, you know, time is something that we, we can't ever get back and it's limited, right? So they decided to do it but it, in theory, they wish they'd done it five years ago. And that's the frustrating part. That is really frustrating, but it is what it is. And that's where anyone listens to this, you need to stop telling yourself a fucking lie that it's okay, because it's not okay. And society will tell you it's acceptable to be overweight and out of shape. And 60, 70% of people are obese, like that's not okay. And just because you think that's normal because it's normal for everyone else doesn't mean that's acceptable. And you need to rate, set higher standards and the higher standards you set for yourself the better your life's going to be. And the reason, in my opinion, most people struggle with a lot of things in life now is because they've let their standards go so low and they don't realize they've been manipulated by food companies, social media, like the outside world to realize like every fucking six months a year, they're slowly lowering the bar of like, oh, I can gain a bit more weight. It's not that bad. I can gain a bit more weight. It's not that bad. I don't feel that good. I go to the doctors. They'll just give me medication to sort it. It's a vicious cycle and you need a harsh pattern interrupt. And if you want something as an example for that, coming into the new year, if you're in that situation and that's you, this is your opportunity to draw a line in the sand and fucking step over it to become the new person you want to be and not beat around the bush because too many people, like 
dabble with wanting to get in shape where the reality is like me and Dan both see it. The people we know straight away who will do well, jump in with both feet. Like I'm in and I'm going to make this fucking happen. Absolutely. The amount of clients I've had that come on board and, you know, I, I love this job is amazing because I get to work with people around the world and, and help people transform their lives 100%. But the amount of people I've had come on board and say, I'm going to be your best client ever. I'm going to do a hundred percent. And then they fail. And it's like, who are they, right? Yeah, exactly. And it, it, it's difficult, but you know, it's so thrown in our faces this day that is acceptable to be, should we say unhealthy and carry excess body fat. Be careful what I have to be careful what I say in my words, because again, it's sometimes people, you know, they don't want to be there. They need help, which is fine. Yeah. Our it's just body, happened. And, and yeah, people who body, want to be helped, you'll save. Exactly. Our body is not designed to carry excess body fat. It is not designed to do it. For example, we start to store fat around our organs. Why do we need fat around our organs, visceral fat, for example? It's an accident, it's a disaster waiting to happen. So get it in your head of, we were never designed to be this way. We're designed to be hunter-gatherers. We're designed to be lean, carrying healthy amounts of body fat, supporting decent muscle tissue, strong. You know, we used to be hunter-gatherers, for example. If we are overweight and our health markers are in the wrong direction and we couldn't run for a bus, how the hell was we supposed to hunt back in the day? It doesn't work like that. So it isn't about getting yourself stage ready to step on stage. It's about, this is life or death. Do you want to be healthy with the correct body fat markers so you can live a longer life? Because if you don't, then you're gonna, your life expectancy is going to be shorter because you are, you've put yourself in that category. And then in the world we live in now, plus size is becoming acceptable. It is, but it isn't. If you're healthy and your health marker is in the right place, fine. People are bigger, people are smaller. The majority of those people, though, are carrying too much body fat. I'll give you a story. So um, I remember sitting on a flight. I can't remember where I was going. And I sit next to this guy. And I remember it distinctly because he had a really weird job. He, he was a... He, he was building and designing super yachts. So I was like, you're worth talking to. This is quite cool. So I was like, uh, I said what I did, what we do or whatever. And he was like, I really struggle to say, to be motivated to go to the gym. What's the one thing you could say to me um, that would change my mind? And I was like, would you like to see your daughters get married? And then like, be around. And he was like, you fucking bastard. And I was like, because the reality is like going on the path you're on, 50-50. Cause he's a bit overweight, drank a lot, very stressed. Like, and that's where you need to take context that this isn't for you. This is for the people around you. And to realize that sometimes like this is an issue. And I think in particular for men, they are reluctant to sometimes reach out for help. But the reality is that the fastest way to solve the problem is that you just to go to someone who has the solution. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, you know, you always have a choice. You always have a choice. And you know, this time of year, it, it struggles. I'm doing more and more presentations and, and group calls with the clients about goal setting, adherence and things like that. I'm trying to stay them, hold them accountable for the next few months because, again, there's so many distractions, shiny lights everywhere, holding people more accountable, getting, to, getting them to set small-term goals right now, which will get them through the next one or two months because I know that once we get through this period now, if we can master this and make progress then the next year has been set up for you already. And this is the thing that comes with coaching is that, you know, we all know to eat less food. We all need to exercise more. What you don't know is that you need someone there to, to map it out for you and to actually make it sound like it is achievable. What are the steps that I need to take to, in order to make this happen? And that's where we come in and say, look, let's do this. Let's do this. 
report back to me. It's a feedback loop. I need to know how you're feeling, what's going on, what's the environmental factors around you right now, and how can I help? And that's the game changer. As soon as you start to get help and you, you're willing to accept the help, that's the thing. You've got to openly say, whatever I'm going to be told in front of me, I'm going to trust the process because it's, you know, results speak for themselves. Those are the ones that get the results. Well, Hudson, like, uh, here's a saying, like, as men lie, women lie, results don't lie. So, like, don't fucking talk, just do it. And that's exactly. the, the biggest thing that most people don't understand is, like, most people talk a good game, but the reality is, like, people are successful with things because they execute. And to give an example, like, uh, I think the third highest word on LinkedIn is strategy. But yeah. execution isn't in the top 1,000 because no one wants to do the thing. They want to talk about doing the thing. Whereas like the reality of like what me, Dan, the rest of the guys are here for you too. Yes, we give you the strategy, but we also make you execute and keep you accountable for that. Because as human beings, we don't want to let other people down. And when you're in a community of other people who are also crushing it, it becomes a lot easier to realize that you're not going through this alone. And we've practiced what we preach, Charlie. That's the biggest one is that we're not one of these trainers out there, coaches that are overweight and not doing exercise themselves and not living, uh, you know, the healthiest lifestyle. We day in, day out do this because we love it. Like as, as freaky as it is, you know, whenever me and Charlie, you know, Charlie lives across in Dubai now, but whenever we get together, we are always doing training sessions together. We don't talk about shit. We just get it done. And those are the best sessions. We love this stuff. And I think what's important for people to understand as well, I don't even use myself as an example, I actually train less than I used to. So I only train four days a week now, but I actually get better results because I've got a lot of other shit to deal with. So it doesn't mean you have to be in the gym every single day. And most people have um, a reverse relationship in terms of the way the world works, right? So they think everything is a volume game in terms of like, if I work out more, I get better results. It's actually the opposite. It's like introverted from that in terms of like, if you actually do less, but the right things, you get better results from doing less and it's easier. And that's basically our, our job is like, we tee you up to then hit it out the park and then just get the results. I mean, look, look at the results, for example, look at Dom in the last couple of years, mm. arguably probably one of our biggest transformations. Dude lost 50 kilos. He worked out at his home gym every day. He didn't go to a gym. He didn't have, he doesn't have a gym membership. He's got some weights at home. Yeah. He might've bought some more stuff during the program, but it wasn't a fully equipped gym and he lost 50 kilos. Now, if that's not motivating enough, you don't need a gym membership. You don't need fancy equipment. You don't need to go and get meal prep. It literally is staring you in front of your face right now for you to make the biggest transformation of your life. You just got to make the first steps. Yeah, and that, that first step is, this is the last thing I finish on. This is what people don't understand. is an inverse relationship to what actually happens. People think when they start the program, it becomes hard and all the really hard work begins. The reality is actually the opposite. The hard part is making the decision to start what happens after that is easy because you know what to do how to do it when to do it and we hold your hand through the process to make sure you get the results so the hardest part is the first step in asking for help and then after that point you're not doing it alone and it comes easy absolutely um, what would be your one thing for anyone to focus on coming into christmas and new year um keep yourself busy make sure you prioritize protein the one plate rule one plate is enough um, and speak, speak about it. You know, if you're struggling with nutrition and things like that, get help, speak to someone, speak to family members. If you express it, if you vocalize it, 
it becomes more apparent and you're, you're more likely to stick to it. But your biggest expression is don't eat like a dick because that is the one that you shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing. But um, less is more. Less is always more, guys. 100%. I'd, I'd leave it at that. Don't eat like a dick. If you're ready to get in the best shape of your life in 2024, you want to draw a line and sand step over it and finally achieve what you want, hit the link below the podcast. You book a free call to find out how we can help you or drop me a message on Instagram. We'll see you in the next episode very soon. If you enjoyed this, um, make sure you share this to your stories. We'll have Dan back on soon. Subscribe and we'll see you in the next episode very soon.